Welcome. I am Kevin Coleman at Du Bois underscore 22. I am Jeff Bell at For Whom J Bell Tolls. And I am Christian Williams at C Williams NFL. And this is the Debbie Royale. Welcome to the debut episode of a brand new podcast, The Debbie Roy Al. Uh, we aim to provide actionable Debbie advice. We're going to have a lot of fun along the way, definitely making fun of Jeff. Um, I, but I'm excited to be joined by Christian and Jeff here. And we're just excited to bring you kind of this new podcast that we have. And first day, first thing going, we're going to roll right into it. We got some news. And this hurts my soul because George Pickens was my wide receiver one. But George Pickens tore his ACL on March 31st. It's about a nine-month recovery plan. And really, we'll go to Jeff first, and we'll talk about kind of the instance, like, hey, you know, is this the last time he's going to see him play college football? I think it is. Um, where do you have him ranked? What do we do with George? Yeah, so I, I definitely think this, this is going to be the last time. Uh, you know, it may be one of those things where we're certainly we're looking at nine-month recovery as the normal time for these injuries, and that puts him back towards the end of December. So maybe if Georgia is in this college football playoff, we might see him on the field again just for that type of game. Um, absent that, if Georgia were to fall out of it, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where he's certainly training for the draft. Um, and in regards to where I put him, you know, it's really hard to look at it. I think he's going to be fully recovered. Um, right now I've got four guys, uh, Garrett Wilson, um, Traylon Burks, Keyshawn Boudé, and um, I am blanking on my fourth guy, and that's a good start. Um, but, you know, I, uh, Bell from Purdue. Um, I put him right kind of right behind those guys right now with the injury. Um, I certainly think he's got a chance in pre-draft to work his way back up, but I don't expect to see him again on the college field. All right, Christian, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I think if Georgia makes the college football playoffs, which I think is a possibility this year, obviously losing him could impact their chances there. Um, but I think if they're in the college football playoff, then I think there's a chance we see him, kind of like we did with Jalen Waddle towards the end of last year. Uh, however, I would lean on the side of we're, we probably haven't we, – we've probably seen his last down. Uh, in terms of ranking him, though, like I'm not – super concerned normally like if you think back 10 years ago an acl was a lot different like a torn acl now really isn't that major of an injury we're going to see saquon barkley come back from his torn acl this year full strength and it's going to give us even more uh uh or, or less doubt i guess that george pickens will return and be as good as he was before which was in the debate for debbie wide receiver one and i know he was a lot of people's wide receiver one so yeah, there was no debate, Christian. He was the wide receiver one. I don't care. <laughs> There's plenty of debate. No, get out of here with your – see, what people need to say on this podcast is Jeff is, is a biased Ohio State fan. So he's going to have Garrett Wilson up there, and it's just there. I think, you know, I think like you said, ACLs are nothing unless I did it. Like, these guys are going to come back. They're strong. They're healthy. Um, I still think he's a first-round pick next year, uh, and I think that he's a special talent. He just needs to stop spraying people with water bottles. That It's driving me crazy. He's got to get his maturity back. Um, 
I'm interested to see where he's at. To me, he's, he's staying around that four or five. But if you're playing Debbie or Campus Ken, I would still draft him pretty high because he's going to be there next year. So I'm okay with where you draft him, especially in Debbie. He's still first round pick, I would assume, in Debbie. Uh, Campus Ken might drop a little bit, but I love his value. I love where he's at. And we could talk about David Bell at another time, but I don't think he's as good as people are, 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 are written with him. But uh, we'll, we'll move on. We're, we're going to be going to. Uh, we're going to be going to the spring game reactions. Uh, spring football, was, uh, there was tons of games. I even caught myself watching the NC State game on last night. For some reason, I was watching that. Uh, we're going to talk about Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. Uh, and the, the three big ones, right? And pretty much, you know, the elitist, this is who we're talking about here. But we'll go to Jeff, who is the Ohio State guru. And he is the guy that we want to really go over with this QB battle here. So uh, take it away, Mr. Mr. Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we saw all three quarterbacks in action. Um, CJ Stroud started with the first team, 16 for 22, 185 with two touchdowns. Kyle McCord came in. He played well, 12 for 17, 184 and two touchdowns. And Jack Miller was uh, kind of third on the depth chart and he struggled a bit. Um, 17 for 30 with a pick. He's coming off. He missed his senior year of college and he's just really, it just looks like he's still trying to get back into the swing of things off that injury. Um, so, We've got a battle here between a couple of guys, and I'm going to throw it over to Christian. Who are, you, who are you taking in this battle, and how do you see this room shaking out? Man, uh, we talked about it a little bit the other day off air, obviously, um, but C.J. Stroud looked really, really good. The problem is McCord, his his one touchdown pass was the best throw of the day uh, by far. He, he dropped it down, I think it was like a, a – in the middle of the field it was kind of like a seam route it was beautiful um you see those throws a lot with mccord but stroud was the backup last year you have to assume that he has the edge coming into this year and he didn't do anything to tell us anything different so i would lean on cj stroud winning the job though i i think it, it will come down to like a lot of these summer workouts if cj stroud struggles at all Kyle mccord could definitely take over now miller probably I mean, he probably shouldn't even be in this discussion at this point. So, uh, There's a reason why I didn't put Miller on the graphic that we have on the screen. Because, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Miller. You need to go to Arizona and revitalize your home state and, and, and fix that. Uh, I agree with these guys. You know, McCord Stroud. I think Stroud, he, he played pretty well. It's weird because I think Stroud is like – Stroud would be what? A QB1 and every other – pretty yeah. close to every other team in the nation. Um, but McCord would too. Uh, McCord yeah. would be out there. It's a lot of fun to watch. Do you think they would ever do like a two quarterback system there? Or do you think they're going to pick one and just roll? I I would be surprised. We haven't seen that with Day. Obviously, you know, we had Justin Fields and we had Dwayne Haskins here when Day was here. So yeah. I would be surprised to see them go to that. I think that they clearly want to have a winner. Um, I lean, you know, it keeps the room lined up a little bit better. We have, we know we have Quinn Ewers supposedly coming in next year. Um, if Stroud were the starter, that keeps that room lined up a little bit where you've got two years of Stroud, maybe you got a year of McCord and maybe a year or two of Ewers. Um, it's, it's just so hard with the transfer portal and we see guys moving all over the place now to imagine that a guy with like a five-star like Kyle McCord, or if he were to lose the job, a guy like CJ Stroud coming into his second year would be willing to sit on the bench for multiple seasons. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a tall task for day to keep this room in line and to keep these recruits lined up. 
Oh yeah, you poor Ohio State fan. So yes. much talent there. It's gonna be it just, so hard. It hurts your soul over here. My best quarterback was, you know, Denard Robinson. But I appreciate you out there, Jeff. Um, you, you know, and it's one of those things that Day Day's made some comments in the past, and people have asked him, you know, should you be recruiting maybe a lower tier backup quarterback? And he was basically like, "Do you want me to not recruit a five star quarterback that wants to come here?" He's like, "I'm not gonna do that. We'll figure it out later." <laughs> yeah, no, and this is my auditory. I have to throw this out here because I, I don't want Jeff to get mad. We won't talk about it too long, but you need to go get JSN right now. Jackson Smith from Ohio State. He's my seventh ranked receiver overall. Like when I do my my rankings, he's that high. That receiver room looks is just I, I don't even want to talk about Ohio State anymore. But that receiver room is a massive, just a beautiful. When I see all those guys out there, they're just wide receiver ones everywhere. But I really love Jackson Smith. I love him more than Fleming. I, I'll be honest. I'm not a Fleming guy. I am a Jackson Smith guy. E easily too and and i think uh what you're gonna see is that highlight of that one catch last year in the back yeah, of the end zone game, yeah. yeah the one-handed and then the toe tap you're gonna see that for the next two to three years like it's gonna be insane i'm not ready for it uh, yeah um, tell me about it <laughs> but let's move on to our our next spring football discussion uh clemson has a, a running back situation which we haven't been able to say for quite a long time with travis Etienne there Travis Etienne is obviously onto the NFL draft, and now it's kind of a hodgepodge of, of different players that could take a lead role. So we have Kobe Pace, who kind of led the pack with six carries, 69 yards, and he was out there with DJ Ayugalele. Is that how you say his name? That's my first that's, that's attempt. That's pretty good. Look at Close you. Enough. That, I usually good. just say DJ U because I'm DJ that U. guy. But yeah, you, absolutely. I, <laughs> You're way more professional than I am, Christian. And then absolutely not. Uh, you also have Lynn J. Dixon there, who he was set to transfer, decided not to, um, even after ETN came back, because ETN obviously was headed to the draft and then he wasn't. So you also have Will Shipley coming in and Phil Maffa. All of these guys had different levels of success in that spring game. So, first, Kevin, I want to hear from you. Which of these guys do you think is going to take like the primary workhorse type of role, or do you see it as like a four-headed monster? Yeah, you know, the the most telling thing about Clemson's kind of spring game was their bad offensive line play. And I think like they had a true freshman starting to tackle. Um, so I think that's what worries the most when I'm thinking Debbie, even Campus can or anything is like, man, if they don't sure up that offensive line, not a lot of these guys are going to have that high production. You know, to me, I think Kobe Pace is going to be a pain in the butt. I think he's going to take a lot of those carries majority just because I know Dabo likes his seniors and kind of his older upperclassmen. But my favorite guy, based on his ADP, where he's at value-wise, is Phil Maffa. This man is a monster. Uh, you know, he, he's got the size. He's probably about 215, 220. He's going to get in that range. He did score a touchdown. Uh, he's a big guy. He moves like Lindale White. That was my comp for him. Um, I love watching him play. I, I think Maffa is the guy. Shipley kind of worried me a little bit. I'd love to see what Jeff has to say about Shipley. Um, I think he's okay, and he, he had a bad game. His spring game, nothing matters. But Maffa is kind of my my love child. He's that guy that I just am I'm, I'm enamored by him. He's going like 10th, 11th, 12th round. He's a guy that I think could really step in there. Yeah, I thought Shipley, you know, he's coming in as a freshman, and I think it's one of those things where um, either freshman running backs pop right away or they need a minute. Um, you know, we – 
Henderson, uh, Travion Henderson with Ohio State, he looked like in spring game he was going to be there. Um, Evan Pryor came in as a highly touted recruit, and he looked like he needed a minute. And I think my first takeaway with Shipley was that maybe he needed a little bit of time. And they're going to, especially going with a new quarterback, DJ Uyangalele, you know, coming in. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I, I think it's it's hard. I think they will go with that veteran experience in the running, the running backs this year. Uh, and then going into, you know, you mentioned the offensive line. I think that defense is just going to be phenomenal. Um, you know, they replaced all the starters this past couple of years, and they all these, all these guys back. I don't know how James Kalska is still in college. Um, I think Nolan Turner is even back, too. You know, they've got experience all over the board there. And I think that we saw that in the spring game. I, I saw the defensive backs made several. Um, I was at Baker, maybe made a number 23, made a phenomenal interception that they didn't give him to the interception. But um, I, I think that that was a struggle. The offensive line, certainly, and a new quarterback didn't really let these backs shine outside of Kobe Pace. Um, but Christian, who are you taking in this battle? Well, hold on. Everybody out there that's listening, anytime Jeff talks about Ohio State when we're not talking about Ohio State, you get to take a shot. You drink, you do something. That's the new game that we're going to play because <laughs> he always brings it back. So that's a new game. Always bring it back. He, always back around. Anytime he brings it back. Can we also play? Can I can I get a bottle I, of that? I need to, but I might die by the time <laughs> yeah. we get done with this episode. That's true. Yeah, it'd be it'd get pretty rough by the end. Um, you know, I think they're gonna go with the guy that can catch passes the best. I think, you know, I think it, if the offensive line isn't gonna play well, right? You have DJU who can actually throw the ball downfield and, and read the field pretty well. And you kind of saw some of that in the spring game. So you assume that they want to open up that offense a little bit uh, as opposed to what they let Trevor do. However, if the offensive line doesn't play that well, then you've got to have a pass catching back that can step in and, and really kind of alleviate some of that pressure that's that they're going to see from edge rushers on simple dump offs. If that's the case, like I would love to see Will Shipley <laughs> take over this room. I'm a big Will Shipley fan. Mm-hmm. I have been since he was like a sophomore in high school. However, I think they're going to lean on Pace and Dixon. And that's what like I I I just assume, like you guys said, that they'll lean on the the older guys and those they'll be thorns in everyone's butts. And then we'll see Shipley Mafa next year. That's kind of what I think. Yeah, and I think those other guys, they're kind of good values because I've done a lot of C2C mocks and stuff, and I never see Kobe Pace or even Lindsey Dixon go. I always see Shipley's going early, or like yeah. top five rounds. Yeah. He's probably going to that range. Moffa's going in that eight to 12 range. So Kobe Pace might be a good value later in your C2C leagues, depending on where. I think I just saw him go into one that me and Christian are doing in like 18, 19, 20, somewhere around that range. Uh, yeah. So that might be a good value for teams out there. Yeah. I also took Lynn J. Dixon in that one just because yeah. I I figured, well, why not? He's probably not an NFL back. He's a little guy, but yeah. it's okay. Let's take he's, some he's shots. the master Teague of the team. <laughs> he uh, here we go. Take a shot. All right. Shot, no, let's, <laughs> shot, shot, shot. Well, let's, uh, let's take a look at Alabama wide receivers. Uh, you know, when we're looking at the Alabama game, um, you know, side note, Bryce Young is QB1. Uh, but, you know, when you're looking at their, how they value, where they go, who's my favorite, you know, when you're looking at kind of what they did, I absolutely love this crew. They really brought in a whole new freshman class here. There's a lot of guys on this list that are here. Uh, just from just from observations before I, well, I shift it over to Jeff to see what he thought. You know, first, Bo- Slade Bolden's going to be a pain for a lot of people. He had, you know, five first-half receptions. 
he looks like he's that slot guy that plays at Alabama for the next 15 years. And we're like, how the hell is Slade Bolden still out there catching slot passes? Uh, and, you know, you look at there. Mechie was out. Um, Javon Bick was there, but didn't really do well. Treshawn Holden actually led the team, eight, nine catches, eight, nine yards. And then uh, freshman at Jay Hall, who is going to be a monster. You know, he, 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 he had ran the second team, four for 72. He had a 28-yard touchdown call back. What do you make of this wide receiver room, Jeff? Yeah, Bryce Young's coming in. He's a young quarterback, and and they've got Bolden and Metche that have the experience. Um, we saw them run a lot of two tight ends when they ran the first team, and I expect to see a lot of that with Billingsy. And is it Latou, the, the other guy that's kind of – they mentioned has kind of been a camp mm-hmm. standout, and I know he caught a big play. Um, so I think that they're going to ease Bryce Young in there. I mean, certainly he's a phenomenal player, and he can make all the plays. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't love the – you know, Slade Bolden, I, he's a guy that I think might be on NFL roster. John Meche, like he's he had flashed a little bit last year, but nowhere near like we saw Hall flash in the game. You know, he looked yeah. phenomenal. And Saban mentioned it during the game that they're really just trying to get Hall comfortable, moving him all over the field, lining him up at different places. Um, it, it's it's going to be interesting because they're going from you know Bill O'Brien putting in that new offense. I think that it's going to be more tight and heavy. That's what we saw from him at in Penn State. And so I think Billingsley might be he's you know, there's not a lot of tight ends and you're playing TTC and you're looking for college tight ends that are going to be give you production. And he, he might be a guy to keep an eye on, but certainly Bolton's going to be a pain. Um uh, is going to be there. You know, Javon Baker ran with the first team and you he might be ahead, but you mentioned it. Hopefully these freshmen get a chance to play. And I usually top teams do a good job of cycling these guys through. So what do you think about that, Christian? Someone asked, are Alabama wide receivers just automatic Debbie top wide receivers, all the previous talents they've developed? You know, you'd think so, but I am fully against uh, uniform scouting or helmet scouting. So, you know, what I saw out of John Mechie towards the end of last year definitely gave me hope that he can make that, take that next step this year. Um, However, like when I look at John Mechie and compare him to, you know, Alabama receivers of the past, Jerry Judy's, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddles, Devontae Smiths. He's not really in that same tier. And so if I'm ranking, I think I have Mechie. I mean, I'm low on Mechie. I will say that. Um, I don't know where he falls in my rankings just yet, but I am low on him just because it, it's big shoes to to step into. It's I don't know that he can carry on what these Alabama wide receivers have done for so many years. Yeah. Now, I Javon Baker, I would I would love to see Slade Bolden, like you guys said, he's gonna be a pain. Um, but you know, that one catch that he had from the beautiful throw from Bryce Young that made me message you guys. Uh yeah, I mean it was nice. I I wonder if, you know, maybe he's gonna be an early value as well. Uh it's gonna be interesting to see. I do like the shout out of Billingsley. Um other than that. This group is definitely going to be young, and I don't think that we're going to see exactly what we've seen from Alabama receivers in the past. So I think you should temper those expectations for production at least. Yeah, and I think the story really is like Ajay Hall, he, he's going to step in and kind of compete right away. And then there's a kid out there that I absolutely love. His name is JoJo Earl. He didn't play in the spring game. This dude is – he is dynamic. He might be the most dynamic little wide receiver that we've seen – 
Alabama get? And he, he, I mean, he's better than Ruggs, I would argue. He's going to come in and produce better than Ruggs did. So JoJo Earl's a name to look out for. He's kind of moving up, though. People are talking about him. So when you're looking at draft, but that's a guy that I think can step in um, and look at it. Slade Bolden, like I said, those guys will be there. Um, but IJ Hall and those guys are there. The only thing that, like, Joe, I was going to talk about Billingsley, he's kind of small. He's 230 yeah. pounds. It kind of worries me a little bit with, you know, who is he going to be at the next level? Um, yes. And then even, even there. So, All right. Yeah. Now the fun begins. Um, so obviously you can see and through everything that this show has a casino theme and you are about to find out why. Um, this show is broken up into three different games. The winner of each game is going to be awarded a hypothetical poker chip. Whoever finishes the show with the most chips will receive the turnover chain of immunity. As you can see, we've all got them around our necks because it's the very first show. While the losers are going to be grabbing teams out of the McDonald's Happy Meal box of death. Um, I want to make sure to note that while this has uh, Tennessee insignia on it, it's got no relationship whatsoever to Jeremy Pruitt's Tennessee program, um, even <laughs> even with the McDonald's connections. But I didn't want to get that to get lost. Um, miss and your partly, pick. Because miss your win. pick that you yeah. <laughs> miss, miss your pick that you pull out of the the box of death um, out of one of the upcoming games, and we are going to come up with some punishments. So why don't Christian start us off with our first game? Yes. Yeah, so we this one is called the sportsbook rundown. Uh, so typically throughout the season, we're going to reserve this space for the biggest games on the college football schedule. However. Uh, we didn't really have that this week, so Jeff Jeff wanted us to pick NBA winners. Um, the winner of Monday night's chip is me. I, I won because of a kind of a technicality. Uh, so Kevin and I tied, but then the tiebreaker, I won that. So uh, this week we're going to be picking FCS games, okay? So we're going to run through all of these games, and we're going to pick winners are, is one of us? Are, is someone going to write these down? Because I will definitely forget them. Well, we're going to record the show, so that maybe we'll have to have we the robot back. come back through and get through it. Robot, <laughs> if you're good. listening, make sure to take that down. All right, and for these ones, we're not doing spreads. We're just going straight winners. Uh, normally, we will pick spreads as well. So, yes. uh, first game on the docket: Holy Cross at South Dakota State. Kevin, who you got? Man, I got the South Dakota State. They look amazing. I watched their tape all for five minutes this morning when I was doing prep for this show. And you know what? South Dakota State, I'm on your board. I'm on your train. So I'm taking them straight up. South right, Dakota Jeff. State. Shout out, Kate Johnson, South Dakota State. Sleeper wide receiver. Let's go. Yeah, see, I feel like I need to be contrarian here to give myself a shot, but I'm going with South Dakota State because – just because of Kate Johnson. Let's be real. And, and I didn't know Holy Cross had a football team. Sorry if you're a Holy Cross football fan out there. I, I think Bill no Simmons idea. is a Holy Cross fan, so may, he yeah, might be offended. But if sorry Bill Simmons, that. if you're watching, we're sorry that we offended you with Holy Cross. Yeah, so South Dakota <laughs> State, easy. All right. Game number two, Southern Illinois at Weber State. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go uh, – I, I like – I'm going to go with my favorite mascot in this game, so Weber State. I'm going to Weber State, and I, I'm taking them. Well, I think it's Weber State. That's my takeaway, yeah. but I'm going to go with South Illinois. So. I'll take South Illinois to switch it up. Let's go. Oh, no. Then, then I have to decide. Um, since I pronounced their name wrong, I feel like I have to pick them. So <laughs> Weber State, that's who I'm going with. Um, all right, third game, Sacred Heart at Delaware. 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to go Delaware. Uh, you know, I didn't. I, I believe Joe Flacco played there. So that's Biden, Joe Flacco's. That's, that's right. That's what I'm basing my pick on. Go Joe Flacco. Same thing. Joe Flacco is going to win the game, so we'll go Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Sacred Heart this time. All right, let's go. Um, all right, Davidson at Jacksonville State. Uh, Kevin, I think I know your pick here. I'm going Jacksonville State. Uh, they they actually, you know what? Jacksonville State got snubbed. Uh, they were they had a heck of a team this year. They they played up. They played a lot of games. I know this because I did research this team a little bit. So my <laughs> sneaky pick for this FCS championship is Jacksonville State. So if you if you like to gamble, that might be a sneaky good odds out there for you. Okay. Well, I'm gonna copy Kevin and take Jacksonville State because that's <laughs> easy with thing to do. <laughs> I'm gonna go with with Steph Curry's alma mater and ah. pick Davidson. So. That was gonna um, be my shout out. It's a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta go. Gotta go with Steph. All right. Uh, VMI at James Madison. I'm gonna go James Madison. Kind of going chalk with these picks, but I, I take the three seed in this tournament. VMI. Let's go. James Madison for me. Uh, just I, Kevin, have you even have you picked an away team yet? You're just picking the home. Teams. I don't know. I don't know who's away <laughs> or not. I'm looking at this chart and I'm not 100% sure. Uh, all right. Missouri State at North Dakota. Okay. I, I'm going to pick North Dakota, but the only reason I'm picking North Dakota here is because I have a kid that actually goes there. So I actually know Scotty Chris goes to North Dakota. Shout out to you. He played, he played football there like three years ago. He still goes there. That's awesome. I think the Dakotas have built a FCS powerhouse throughout the school. So I'm going to take North Dakota. Man. All right. I'll take North Dakota on this one as well. Um, Cause my dog's name is Dakota. That's, that's my justification. <laughs> this uh, is the kind of analysis you guys will get on this podcast, by the way. This we'll, is it, we'll bump right? it up a little bit once we have some teams that we know. Damn but, it. No, yeah. we won't Jeff. This is, this is, this is me. Right. Hashtag, you, you, hashtag hot take game picking. Let's go. This is how I win money right here. I just look at teams. Yep. They got a red field. I'm going Eastern Washington. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. That's a good segue. Eastern Washington at North Dakota State. Are you really picking Eastern Washington? You know, I'm going to upset here. You know, North Dakota State, they, they've lost one game, and I know they've won eight of the last nine championships. But give me my Eastern Washington West Coast team. I'm going to take Eastern Washington and upset. The, the, the Dakotas get all the players, so North Dakota State, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, North Dakota State for me, for sure. And then Monmouth versus Sam Houston. Sam Houston, easy. It's Monmouth, isn't it? Monmouth. Monmouth? Monmouth. 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 You know, we'll we'll be better. We'll be better next time. And by we, I mean me. I will. Well, we know how to we know how to say Clemson and Mississippi State. So yeah, I got Ugalele. I think something like that. Uh, I'm picking Sam Houston. That's all right, robot. Make sure to take those picks down. (laughs) All right, that'll do it for the sportsbook rundown. So we'll we'll come back next week uh, and talk about our winners right we so we don't pick we're not picking a a thing out of the the mcdonald's Happy we New are Bar. we will be yes we, oh okay we, yes the, the losers once we get through the show because um we've got two more games coming up so we will have a two losers okay. from the show and christian is currently up one nothing on us so yeah. that's important to note and I, and I know next week we're going to be doing over-unders for the draft so it's a little bit different more more in there um our next game is prospect poker so we are going to be looking at, so when we're looking at prospect poker, uh, the rules of the game are very simple. 
uh, we toss three cards on the river. Each holds two. But before we re reveal our card, we'll talk about a star prospect we are watching and an undervalued find. So since it's NFL draft season, that's where we're going to start with you guys. Um, and we're just going to play as we go. And we're going to be talking about kind of prospects that we really like. Uh, and so as Jeff kind of throws them out there, we'll go from that. Um, you know, this is for someone for me. So what I am, I'm kind of going at and I'm kind of looking at is, is a young wide receiver and it's from Kent State. And that's my guy, Isaiah McCoy. Uh, you know, 6'3", 200 pounds, college stats. He had 99 receptions, 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns. Right now, he is literally free. You can get him. He's not even in Sleeper. Sleeper just completely forgot about him because Sleeper just, you know, he's not there. Uh, he gets off the line quick. Uh, he's definitely good against press coverage. He's He he can he catches 50-50 balls. He's got good eye discipline. I really like him. He didn't have the greatest pro day. He's not. He definitely doesn't have that. Uh, but there's something about his game. He's got grit. He kind of – he's someone that I really like. I think that he can kind of – um, find his role on a team. I think I'd rather him go undrafted so he could pick a team that would help his draft spot and kind of help him make a team. But my guy's Isaiah McCoy. All right. So we've flipped three cards so far on the river. We have an eight, a six, an eight of clubs, a six of diamonds, and a five of clubs. And Kevin's first card flipped over a seven of clubs. So Kevin is currently hoping for a straight right now. And it's going to be my turn next. And my guy that I'm going to talk about is Jamie Newman, uh, Wake Forest slash kind of Georgia quarterback. Uh, he's he's later, later in the draft right now. I think he stands out to me as he's got the physical traits that you want to look for in a hashtag Konami quarterback. Um, you know, I'm going to that, that is uh, my favorite phrase, and I am not going to be shy about throwing that out. Um, if he were to hit somewhere, the biggest thing that appeals to me with him is if he were to hit somewhere, his ceiling is just so much higher than, you know, we talk about Kyle Trask or some of these other quarterbacks. And, you know, we're talking about fantasy here. Um, so you want that quarterback that has that upside, and Jamie Newman is my guy that can do that. Newman my, is currently my running back eight. So that's a good call, Jeff. Uh, I like that as a, as a, as a running like, back. Hashtag Konami quarterback. I flipped a I flipped a nine. So uh, nine of diamonds. So we are sitting here right now and we're both kind of Kevin and I are hoping for some sort of straight and we're gonna go to Christian now for his guy. All right. My guy is Jonathan Adams Jr. Uh, the wide receiver out of Arkansas State. So I have a soft spot for Arkansas wide receivers. If you have heard of Omar Bayless from last year, I fell for that trap. But I don't think that Jonathan Adams is a trap this year. He's a big play, big body receiver. He dominates in contested catch situations. And he's going to be a red zone threat no matter where he goes. Uh, he's a very raw route runner. It reminds me a little bit of Kenny Galladay coming out. I've heard a little bit of buzz about Jonathan Adams going on day two. Okay. And if he gets day two capital, you're going to see him rise in rookie drafts. But right now you can pick him up in the fifth or later in rookie drafts. So I am all aboard the Jonathan Adams train. If you just go watch his highlight tape, that it'll get you excited. But then watch the actual film if you can. Uh, but first watch his highlight tape because it's fun. I love it. I like that uh, that turn as well. Christian just turned a five of hearts. He's sitting on a pair of fives right now. And Christian's the leader in the clubhouse. And we're going to go to Kevin. We're going to talk about the high-end prospects. Yeah, you know, uh, this is one of my guys I've kind of uh, I've staked my reputation on for better or worse, and that's uh, Trey Lance. You know, six four, two twenty five. He had that one straight season of college production where he went undefeated. You know, twenty nine hundred yards, thirty touchdowns. He's a real Konami code quarterback, so he's the kind of guy that I think you know with his rushing ability. He had eighteen touchdowns rushing. He's going as QB three right now in ADP format. 
um, in rookie drafts. Uh, I love him. I could see him going as high as to San Francisco. I could really see them falling in love with Trey and imagine him in that system. Uh, no matter where he goes, I really hope that people stop saying that he's a project quarterback. It's driving me crazy. Um, if he's a project quarterback, so is Mac Jones. Uh, so to me, you know, Trey Lance, he has the arm strength. He definitely he's worked on his release and you've seen him work on his footwork. So a guy that I, I, I believe in is Trey Lance. I have him in the same second tier as these other guys that are out there and Mac on the outside of that. Um, so Trey Lance is somebody that I believe in that I think I'd rather have on my roster. I think he fits the NFL more. So give me Trey Lance all day. All right. We're going to flip. We're going to see where Kevin lands. Ooh, Kevin. the jack of hearts. He's got nothing. All right. Too bad. My guy, my guy is Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy, we saw him with those wide receivers. Uh, Justin Jefferson obviously lit up the NFL last year as a rookie. Um, Jamar Chase is sitting as wide receiver one right now. I think almost consensusly, you know, unless you want to be a little bit different. Um, I don't know, Christian might still have Bateman at number one, but I think we've finally gotten him around to Jamar Chase. Um, <laughs> yeah. Marshall's a guy that as we look at this wide receiver class, you know, size wise, the, a lot of the top end is lacking. Um, he really opened my eyes. What do we take away from pro days? It's really tough, but the number that he put down, I think it was like a four, three, six. Um, that, that certainly opens your eyes that a guy that big six, two can move like that. Um, I'm curious where he ends up in the draft, but I think that he's a guy that might end up towards the back half of the first round. And that, that could lead him with a solid quarterback, and he could be an immediately upside fantasy player like we saw with his teammate Justin Jefferson coming in with Minnesota in a role where um, they had a decent enough quarterback to get fantasy production. So my guy is going to be Terrace Marshall Jr., and I'm going to flip and get a – ooh, ooh. ooh. You have a Christian, I, I have a pair. I got an eight of diamonds, so I'm sitting on a pair of eights, which currently beat Christian's five pair of fives yeah. right now. Yeah, I need a five here. That's what I'm looking for. Um, all right, my guy, of course, <laughs> you know. You know who I'm about to talk about. It's Justin Fields, QB1 out of Ohio State. Obviously a very ultra-productive quarterback in college, uh, but he's not just productive. He's got all the traits that are going to translate to the NFL well. Uh, Jeff loves to talk about Konami quarterbacks. Justin Fields is exactly that, but he's a pass-first kind of guy. Uh, Justin Fields enamored me when I watched his, his, uh, I guess, sophomore year when he first came to Ohio state because he had all the talent in the world, but he would sit there and hold the ball. I said, going into last year, I said, if Justin Fields just gets a little better at this and shows us a little bit of progression, um, he's, he's going to be my quarterback one. And that's what happened. Justin Fields became my quarterback one. It depends on where he goes for some people it does not depend on that for me justin fields is qb1 even if he goes to atlanta and he sits behind matt ryan for a year he's got all the tools possible he'll make throws to the opposite hash he'll make you know 65 yard bombs he'll make plays out of nothing he'll make something out of nothing i've talked at length about justin fields so if you guys know me that's like my brand it's also jeff's brand but I'm I'm gonna claim it since I get to talk about him today. So Christian's uh, brand is a little bit bigger than my brand, so I, I let him have it. But yeah, yeah, I I told someone that someone said is is that like self imposed? I said it's self inflicted because I get all the haters because Justin Fields gets a lot of hate for no reason. And you know I don't want the 
the discourse to be him versus Mac Jones because that's disrespectful. So I'm not even going <laughs> to mention Mac Jones. We're, we're, this, this is a Mac Jones free show for. I everybody. want everybody on this podcast to know I am in the Lawrence's QB one. So I just I, I'm an outlier with these two gentlemen, but I respect their opinions. I respect what they have. <laughs> um, but yeah, get Mac Jones out of here because that is just disrespectful on a lot of levels. Yeah, and I I mean I I would love to talk about the Konami quarterbacks all day long, um, <laughs> and, and I would have picked either Trey Lance or. Justin Fields, but these guys have got their flags staked on them, and um, I let them have have it this round. But uh, we'll see next time. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna flip here, and we're gonna see what Christian ends up with. Ooh, man, ten of diamonds. I won. So you won. Good job, Jeff. That's it's too bad. So it's one to one, right? What happens one to if one. what happens if uh, Kevin wins the next game? Oh, they're still well. well right. Ordinarily, what was going to happen is. The winner to take away the turnover chain of immunity, you need to beat the person that holds it. Um, obviously, this is the first show, and so were we to tie in the next game, it's going to be awkward, and we're going to have to figure <laughs> something fun out to do. That's what we like. Well, eventually, we'll have a show winner, and we'll be trying to beat them. So um, we'll get there. We're, we're feeling it out for sure. All right. All right so the. Yes. Yeah, the last game that we're going to play, we're going to play a little bit of blackjack. And how this blackjack is going to work is we are going to turn our cards and see where we stand. And if you hit, you are going to get a trivia question. You get that trivia question right, you can either add or subtract or stay at your current score after the card is flipped. You get that trivia question wrong, and the most detrimental effect is going to happen to you. So we'll deal them out. We got Kevin at the top opening up a queen of heart. I've got a queen of spades. Christian is sitting on a 10 of diamonds. So we got quite a flip here. We might not be having any trivia questions, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Kevin flips up a 15, sitting on a 15 now. Oh, I got the oh. king, so I'm sitting on a 20. Christian's oh. sitting on 19. That's unfortunate. All right, Kevin, you're going to hit? Oh, yeah, I have to hit. You have to hit. <laughs> uh, so I will take a trivia question. I, I will let everybody know I am terrible at trivia. I will probably lose this game every single time we play this game. But go ahead, Jeff. All right, I got a special question for you. Um, who was the last first-round pick from Michigan? Oh, man. Oh, oh, it was uh, the last first-round pick from Michigan. It wasn't, it, it wasn't Taco because we took him, and that was a terrible draft pick. Was it Braylon Edwards? Last first round pick from Michigan was Braylon Edwards. You guys have been way better than that. You can I the, guess the last you can guess. Is it Rashawn Gary? It is not Rashawn Gary. It is last year, center Caesar Ruiz was a first round pick. Oh my oh. gosh. Of course. Jeff, and you Kevin, can't ask me a Michigan question because I am so <laughs> jaded as a Michigan fan. I don't even know if we have good players anymore. This is where I've gotten to as a Michigan fan. But yeah, I got that wrong and I busted. That's that story of like Michigan, busted. just right there. <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, I'm sitting on I'm sitting on 20, and with Christian sitting on 19, um, the path to beat me is pretty limited. So I'm I'm certainly not going to hit because I'm going to put Christian into the spot where he needs to hit. All right, I'm I'll hit then. Let's all go. Right. I got a good question for Christian here. The Va the Vanderbilt Commodores have a winning record against only one SEC team. Who is that team? It's got to be a trick question. Um. 
Auburn. It is right. Auburn is correct. Auburn. Let's go. All they right. 21, 20, and 1 against them. And you got Blackjack. <laughs> Look at that. I'm so happy right now. That was that was outstanding. So, Jeff, you have oh. to hit, right? I, I mean, can I go back? Can I hit? Sure. Let's go do- ahead, Jeff. Yeah. All right. We'll see if there's another two. Okay. <laughs> Throw a question at me. All right. I've got a question. That is it's NFL draft centric though. So I know we, we kind of we're jumping the gun here, but um, oh man, that one's too easy. I've got a, a, a flurry of questions here. Uh, how many wide receivers were drafted in the top 50 picks of the 2020 NFL draft? <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> they have the encyclopedia here. Um, I'll go Count seven. I, I like seven. So I'll go seven. It. So the reason I put this one on here is because it, the answer shocked me. It's 11 wide receivers. 11. Wow. T Higgins 11. was the last one at pick 49. All right. I flip it. A five. I bust Christian. It's the first <laughs> show champion. We, we avoid the awkwardness of all tying on the first show. So congratulations, Christian, that preseason or the pre-show flip was really big for you. So you come through with the win. Um, so, Hey, we have champion. All right. So that leaves Kevin and I, pulling out of the McDonald's, no relation to Jeremy Pruitt's Tennessee program. Um, bucket of death here. Um, if you can't see it, I got a little Pikachu box. Imagine that me having something to do with Pikachu, but uh, my first, Kevin, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You know what? I'll go first. Just, just give it to, give it to me. What do we got? All right. You get, you've got, you can't read it. Oh, you can kind of read it. You've got sacred heart. So you need sacred heart to, to win this week. Uh, and you great. picked against, right? and it goes against, and it goes against my team I picked in the Good initial luck, thing. That's great. That's awesome. It's too bad. All right, <laughs> I'll close my eyes. I'll shake it up. We'll see. I pull out. Oh, Bill Simmons is going to be happy. I I pulled out Holy Cross. So right. I guess the number awesome? one team in the FCS. That's great. That's a great yeah, pick. Yeah, that is a fantastic pick. I can't wait to get this punishment out of the way, but we're going to see. So. Yeah. So, so me being the the champion, so what kind of immunity do I have, you know, next week? Do I have any immunity that goes into next week? You got your immunity this week. You didn't have to pull out of the bucket. (laughs) I know. That's not how this works. That's not how this goes. But you do get a FaceTime. Would you like 30 seconds FaceTime of talk about anything you would like? Yes. So Justin Fields is quarterback. (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll take my 30 seconds of FaceTime. I like that idea. Uh, I want to talk about Rashad Bateman because we brought him up and then we kind of tossed him to the side a little bit. Rashad Bateman is a very good wide receiver. I really, really, really hope that he gets first round draft capital next Thursday night. I don't think he will. It's kind of a conversation we had on my other show. Uh, I think NFL teams are not going to like Rashad Bateman as much as a lot of us fantasy guys do, but that's okay because if he gets second round capital, it's good to go. It's good to go. He's my wide receiver too. I love Rashad Bateman. That's my 30 seconds of fame here. All right. Yeah, it's, it's been mentioned already. So next week we will be at the same place, same time. We are going to have a draft spectacular. Um, the draft coming up. I know Christian has put out an amazing draft guide that if you've not seen it yet, you I don't know what you're doing with your time. Um, you got to check that out. And Kevin has been creating fantastic content, um, hopping on pods, hopping on, uh, creating live video, writing articles. And so 
Um, I think the three of us bring a little bit of expertise to the draft next week, and we're going to blow that thing out. We are going to talk about prospects all the way through, and we are going to lay down some bets on some over-unders on maybe where some guys get picked. Um, Certainly, do you guys have anything you want to add at the end? No, you know, I just want to say, appreciate you guys tuning in. It's only going to get better. Uh, we're going to be working for you. If you have any suggestions, um, leave it in the reviews. Go find for us on the Going For Two family of pods. Definitely look for us there. Uh, and, you know, just look for our work at Fantasy Pros and all these other sites that we kind of write for. Uh, and just kind of, you know, look for all those things. And we're here to help you guys. So, you know, slide into the DMs, ask us, find us on Twitter. Um, I know that we're all super active. We'll help you guys with your leagues, Debbie Leagues, Campus of Can Leagues. I run them. I'm a commissioner of them. So I can help you with those kind of questions as well. Yeah. And I don't really have too much to add other than I finally got a chance to scroll through the comments and Austin, AKA Mr. Dietz said that Jonathan Adams sounds like Jay jaw. And I just want to say that you're right, but I don't appreciate it. So uh, <laughs> we don't have Jonathan Adams hate on this show. So uh, that's all I want to say. <laughs> all right. Well, Hey, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys hopefully next week, April 27th for our draft uh, special and, you know, be sure to follow us. And again, I'm Kevin Coleman. You can find me at Du Bois underscore 22. I'm Jeff Bell. You can find me at for whom J Bell tolls. And I am Christian Williams. You can find me at C Williams NFL. And this is the Devi Royale. <laughs> <laughs>